Welcome back to the Broncast, the podcast all about the Ford Bronco. I'm your host, John Melton. I'm Donnie Whiteman. I'm Tom Wimmer. I'm Walt Wimmer. We are four Bronco enthusiasts who <laughs> love Broncos. We love talking about Broncos. We love working on Broncos. We just love the Ford Bronco. Uh, today's sponsor for this episode, very special episode, we're here at Tom's Off-Road. They're our sponsor for today. Tom's Off-Road has every part that you need to fully restore your Ford Bronco. In this podcast, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a unique one. Welcome, guys. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having us. We're yeah. To be here. So a little uh, setup here for people who uh, maybe are watching this and don't know what's going on, or listening, don't know what, they hear all this background noise. We are at Tom's Off-Road, their brand new warehouse. Donnie and I flew in from Nashville to be here for the rock and roll event. And uh, this place is amazing, you guys. This, this is awesome. It's uh, been a long, long road, but uh, I think this is our final landing spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Um, and so if you guys, for those who aren't familiar, I don't know where you would be if you're not. This is Tom. He is the Tom of Tom's Off-Road. And Walt, his son, uh, the, the son of Tom's Off-Road. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So today we just wanted to, to throw a microphone in front of your guys' face and just get the story, get the scoop, talk about the new facility, talk about the history. But before, before we go into this, I, I'm sorry, like, you know, I do video production full time. Like that's kind of my that's kind of my gig, and so I write a lot of scripts and I write down ideas a lot of times. And I had this idea. I was like, I was like, uh, you know, thinking about how Tom started Tom's Off Road, and I said, this is how I think it went in my mind. And I wrote it down. And I thought, you know, it might be fun for us just to read through this, you know, kind of as a script. Now, Tom. I left you out, so you're going to be yeah. a bystander in okay. this. You're just going to be listening. Sounds Donnie's going to be our narrator. Okay. okay. Oh. I'm going to play the role of Tom Wimmer. Okay. And Walt is going to play the role of Walt Wimmer. Ooh. You know? That's a good and one. Uh, so Walt Wait, and Donnie, <laughs> your narrator, Walt and Donnie have not seen this. So this is uh, fresh to them, fresh to their eyes. And uh, Donnie, I, I'm going to need some passion here. Okay. okay. I'm, I, and Walt, I oh. want you to get. We're, I, we got to sell this to Tom here, okay? I'll like, we got bring the heat. I was in drama, middle yeah. school lead, okay. so All right. I'll, I'll, I'll reach down deep. I'll bring it back. Okay, I here we the go. Highlights too. Yeah. That's nice. <laughs> yeah, you're, that's you're, your part. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> All right, hey, Donnie. The year is 1986. Tom Wimmer comes home from a hard day's work, working in the salt mines. His two boys, Mark, three years old, and Walt, seven years old are sitting on the living room floor watching My Little Pony. I'm home from a long day at the salt mines. My britches are full of salt. <laughs> Thank you, Father, for your hard work providing us food to eat and shelter over our heads. You are a true inspiration to the whole family. I just don't think I can do it anymore, son. My passion, my love is the Ford Bronco. I dream of a day I can build Broncos, make people happy by selling them Bronco parts. Tom looks out into the driveway at his 1976 Ford Bronco with shag carpet and disco ball hanging from the rear mirror, <laughs> rear view mirror. 
and diamond plate door inserts, thinking back at all the memories he had with his trusty steed. That's it, boys. I've made up my mind. I must deliver a quality product to the good people of America. Ford needs me. The Bronco needs me. But Dad, what about Bronco 2? Will you make parts for the Bronco 2? <laughs> well, son, a lot like that show you're watching. The Bronco 2 is a lot like Ford's Little Pony. It's not a real Bronco, son. <laughs> the family laughs. And that day goes down in history as the day Tom's Off-Road all started. Yeah. No, very, was that, was very, that very close. Very close. Very close. I was only seven, but yeah. it sounded just yeah. like... Yeah. It was bringing back memories. Yeah. Nostalgia. <laughs> so it's scary how much he sounds like your dad. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, actually, you know, I was a teenager when it kind of started, so it was before him. Really? Yeah, yeah before him. Uh, my dad had a mechanic shop his whole life, and when I was a little guy, I'd help sweep floors and hang out with the mechanics. And when I was actually about 12 years old, one of his mechanics had a 66 Bronco, and that's how I fell in love with them. You know, we'd go out four-wheeling, fishing, hunting, and uh, when I was 16, uh, that's when I bought my first Bronco, and I had it for about three years, wore it out, and then I bought that 76. And uh, so that's kind of how it started. And then luckily, on my first Bronco, it was a 69, and I think I was 18 years old. I was out in Eastern Oregon on a hunting trip, went off a gravel road, and I tipped it upside down, and I crushed oh. the roof. You know, and I was kind of bummed that I rolled my Bronco, but when I came home, I bought another one to fix it up, and the kind of light bulb kind of went off going, well, these parts are, you know, very sought after, and, and that's that was kind of going part-time for three or four years in my dad's backyard, and that's wow. kind of how it started. What year What year was that? That would have been in uh, right at 76, yeah. Okay. 75, oh, 76, okay. So, so, yeah. So when we got the invitation for this, gala here to, to open the show show the uh, showroom i read it as 1976 semi-formal and so <laughs> okay. i wore bell bottoms i yeah. throwed my hair out yeah in honor of i, I you know i was yeah. thinking we would have slow dances and yeah listen to the beatles no no a true a story disco ball. a disco in, ball uh, <laughs> in 70 76 my red hair was just like your hair yes. but, uh, but it all i've been working on broncos too much scraping my head on the hood yep, and yep. uh and anyway, but no, 76, 77 were some, some good years. And, uh, you know, it's just amazing how things have grown and the popularity. And, yeah. and uh, you know, it's just, uh, just a wild ride, you know. And then seeing them in TV commercials and Hollywood yeah. people and, and uh, you know, just a, a great customer, you know, base that we have. And, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, a lot of people told me to sell Jeep parts in the 70s and 80s. I go, ah, you can't give me a Jeep, you know. Yeah. But, uh but luckily, picked the right. My dad's mechanic had a Bronco, so I go. think that was a blessing in disguise yep. that uh, yep. it all worked out. Yep. Well, so they, when I came, I got a tour of your previous facilities. So yeah. can you <laughs> tell us a little bit about your first place? Yeah, my first place, it was actually just a mile down the road from here. Mm -hmm. That was at my dad's house on Ross Lane, and he had a little three-car uh, carport. And that's where we ran the business for about three or four wow. years. And... Uh, 
we got the neighbors turned us in because we were running a business, <laughs> and the city said, yeah, hey, you have to move. So that's when we moved over about two. Uh, Dad, uh, tell them what you did to your sister's room, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. Actually, my sister's room, uh, I made it into a warehouse. So I put shelves in there. Oh, and, my And uh, way back in the day, give uh, Duffy a plug. I was selling Duffy's parts. Yeah. And I was one of his dealers. And then KBRS from Las Vegas. Yes. He was a big dealer. Uh-huh. I went down and saw him. But so at my dad's backyard, you know, I had a little warehouse up in the, my wow. sister's bedroom. Then we had the parts strung all over the, you know, we had about almost one acres of property and had a lot of wrecked Broncos out there, got chased out of there. And then we went over to Sage Road for almost 30 years. Okay. And then we, and that was, uh, give you some square footage, roughly 15,000 square feet. Okay. And then seven years ago, we moved over off of Highway 99 into 25,000 square feet. Wow. And we ran out of room. And now today we've moved into this place, which is almost seventy thousand square feet. So that's kind of so all of this started from you buying Broncos and literally parting them out. Yeah, parting them out. Yeah, which is a no-no. Which is today. It was a it was a (laughs) And then uh, you know while we're on this podcast, uh, there was quite a few times I would buy a a nice three four thousand dollar Bronco. I could have sold it for five, but I could have parted it out for 10 or 15. Yeah. And so I did quite a few times. And I feel bad that uh, those are off the road. But, you right. know, it was just kind of, I thought there was a never-ending supply of Broncos. But but now that that, that would be criminal to, yeah. to part out yeah. anything. Yeah. yeah. So wow. that's kind of kind of a nutshell how, how that started. Now, were you doing anything else other than Broncos? You know, uh, I worked uh, at Standard Oil Chevron. I, w- I was running a couple of their service stations. and. And uh, so I worked maybe 30 hours a week doing that, maybe 20 hours a week doing the Broncos. So I, I was running two jobs until I was right at about 30. Wow. Yeah, because, uh, you know, there just wasn't enough, you know, money in it to make it a full-time job. But yeah. then once I left uh, my Standard Oil Chevron days, I was roughly a little over 30, you know, came over to the shop full-time and started advertising a lot more in the magazines. Uh, tell you a little story. The first magazine I started in, it was $27 a month to advertise in the back of it. And when I got out of the magazines, it was $1,000 a month for a little teeny square. So when I got out of the magazines about 20 years ago, we were spending <laughs> almost 5000 a month in advertising. Wow. You know, and now, now that's all turned over to the internet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's yeah. kind of... For, for those viewers who don't know what a magazine is. Uh, <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. So, Please tell us, Tony. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so I'm kind of old school. I'm not much of a computer guy. But, yeah. uh, but you know, back, back in the day, that's how wow. it was done. So you, you're, you're yeah, working this job. You're, you're selling these Bronco parts. When was the moment where it was like, I think I can make my living off of this? Well, it was kind of when uh, Chevron and Standard moved out of town. So it's oh, like, well, okay. it's kind of like, you well, this is, this is better work. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah. So, but, you know, I knew I could make the same living as what I was, you know, but, but once I came over full time, it kind of exploded, got in all the magazines. But, uh, but, you know, but I was nervous leaving a good paying job you know, uh, and, and making the plunge yeah. you know, on my own. But it was kind of forced. They, they moved out of town and, and I was forced to, to, you know, pull up my sleeves and do it full time. Absolutely. You know, and, and uh, you know, just went through a lot of, a lot of Broncos and testing the market, see, see uh, you know, what would work and what wouldn't work. Yeah. But I was always slow and cautious. You know, I never went crazy and, and yeah. uh, never got ahead of ourselves. And I'm glad that, you know, that's, yeah. how we ran it. Parting out Broncos is hard labor. 
Uh, yeah, but you know, one thing you you learn a lot. You know, you know where every nut and bolt is. Yeah, and, and the crew kind of learns on that. And 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 they're very simple. I mean, Ford. You know, let's say all the way back to Henry making Model A's and T's. You know, he did a good job about you know this bolt will fit a a sedan, a four door, you know, whatever. So you know, Ford did a great job about keeping it simple. And I think that's why so many people like the old Broncos because, you know, a headlight switch is the same as a Mustang, same mm-hmm. as a pickup. Yep. And, uh, you know, and Ford, uh, you know, mass produced them. And, and luckily for us, uh, they're pretty simple to work on and uh, retro parts. And, and uh, you know, I'm glad Ford brought back the, the new ones now. So uh, that's yeah. kind of how that went. Uh, I wanted to ask you, Walt, what was your first memory of a Bronco? Yeah. Ooh, man, that is a a good one. Good question. So uh, lots of memories of Broncos, and I'm trying to remember the first one. It probably would have to be, uh, would have been around three or four, and it was right at the transition when my dad was transitioning from Chevron to doing Broncos full-time, and he'd come home and it was like, overall mechanics like you know it's a tom on it and then uh i just remember him like coming home with his bronco and i remember like oh this is his like i didn't really understand at times like oh he's no longer gonna be wearing these overalls like he's gonna be wearing these broncos so it's just like yeah. that was kind of my first memory of like oh so he's gonna be doing his job's going to be bronco i didn't know what that meant at the time but i was like that's cool <laughs> and, you know and i had so many friends and relatives just didn't think that you know, how could you have a job, you know, in a Ford Bronco thing? Uh, you know, over the years, a lot of people have said, you do what, you know, and you sell Bronco parts. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, they just don't realize that that's a real business. And, and uh, you know, but and then luckily there's only, you know, a handful of us in the United States that do it. But no, it's, uh, but you know, Walt, I do remember one time I was, we lived on a gravel road and I would uh, have an old junkie plow that I would drag with a chain in the Bronco. And I had a truck four-speed with that granny first gear. And I remember putting Walt in there in first gear. And I'm going, okay, just steer it down the road. Because <laughs> he was probably 10 or 12. But it wasn't unsafe. And we I were feel only like going, I was much younger. He, but... Yeah, yeah, he <laughs> probably was, you know. But, uh, uh, but, you know, just a lot of good memories. And then, you know, we used to uh, race him in the tough truck competition. Uh-huh. And, you know, a lot of, you know, good weekends, you know, going out, testing yeah. out the four-wheel drive with, you know, friends and relatives and yeah. stuff. But, yeah. uh but no, no, been a been a wild ride with uh, with the family. So, uh, you know, Tom's Off Road has was Tom's Bronco Parts. Now we're Tom's Off Road. Yeah. And I feel like everyone that I've met, I, you know, I've been coming to this event now for the last I don't know seven eight years, yeah. and everyone I talk to, everyone I meet, is like, I've worked here for twelve years. I've worked here for twenty years. I've worked here for fifteen years. Like. The, the, the uh, environment here is so much more of just a family. It's, it's yeah. so much, there's so much to it. When you started the business, was that even a thought in your mind? Were, like, you know, where were, what were you thinking down the road yeah. when you started this business? You know, one thing back, uh, back in my Chevron days, I had a couple managers that were really nice and they were easy to get along with. And I had some managers that were just total jerks. And, you know, and and I wanted to be a good manager, a good, you know, human and, and, and work with people. So, uh, you know, even my teenage years are having a paper route, you know, you gotta be nice to people. You gotta be nice to the customers. And uh, so I learned that in my teenage years, you know, what goes around comes around. And, and I, and I've seen some, some, 
uh, employers or bosses that are real jerks, and that doesn't work in the yeah. long run. You know, it might work in the short run, but but I think just being a good person and trying to give back and and uh, you know work with everybody uh, is just you know I I think that's one success story is and then hiring the right people that are similar thoughts about you know just being nice to your co-workers being nice to the customers and you know and i kind of feel like you know the customers you know always ride and try to work with the customer and and, uh you know but 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 having a a good staff you know or even like a good marriage or whatever you know you've got to get along you know yeah and uh but but i i think that's a huge part of the success is just being like a family and and you know for many years we were 10, 15 total people under the shop, and now we're around 40 because we've gotten so big. You know, closer and, to 50. Yeah, what? but uh, <laughs> you know, so it's it's gotten a little little crazy, but it just takes a lot more people to keep you yeah. know everything legal and and yeah. uh, you know the world going around. So it's a little scary getting this big, but yeah. but uh, you know it's working, and and uh, you know with all the new customer base with the uh, six gen Broncos, and and then the even the older Broncos. They're still super popular and, and uh, people wanting to fix them up. So, yeah. you know, as long as uh, it seems feasible to uh, keep increasing our our staff, you know, but it's it's it has gotten you know big over the yeah. last year or two. Yeah, so it's been a little. This uh, this facility when you open the door and walk in and you see this showroom that is so big you could probably get six Broncos in here and Easy. all the stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's. It's spacious, but the first impression you get is you look straight through to the desk, the big desk where they'll take your order, and there's all this glass and these windows, and you see the parts, and you immediately make this connection when you walk in the door. Oh, they have everything. I probably didn't bring enough money. This is like, I just thought I was going to get some parts, and like, you guys have everything back there. Well, that's one of the exciting things about having more space. It means more opportunity for us to to bring in uh, more parts, more uh, a selection, but also um, research and development and develop new parts or make older parts better. And we're really excited to be able to provide that to our customers because really it's one of those things where we love providing every part doesn't matter how big or how small for our customers but it's also exciting at the same time is um, with the new Bronco coming out like we're really excited with our six gen offerings and we're excited to continue to provide more six gen offerings and who knows someday we might be looking at second third fourth and fifth generation yes, with all that extra on, space bring it. yeah so even yeah. the even the Bronco twos oh man <laughs> oh wow <laughs> And That's one, inclusive. It is. Yeah. And, uh, uh, give, uh, this is 40 years ago. Give uh, John at KBRS a plug. Uh, 40 years ago, I went down to his facility when I was still at my dad's house, and you know, just had that little warehouse. And and John, he had a you know probably a three four thousand foot building, and I was just in awe that you know how big it wow. was because you know I would just run out of the backyard in my sister's bedroom. But uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, and then and uh, years ago. Uh, uh, Alan Jackson was buying a lot of parts uh-huh. and uh, he was going to be in Vegas and I called up John and said hey uh, he wants to go four wheeling so uh, so John hooked us up and went four wheeling with Alan for a day that was wow. a lot of fun yeah but uh, we built up a Bronco for him wow. maybe 20 years ago and, and uh, I wish he would have kept it but he's, he's bought a lot of Broncos over you know the years. what's funny is I've seen that Bronco because I used to do IT work Random. I used to do IT work for a company that managed Alan Jackson's property. Oh, okay. And so I'm there by myself with the the manager of the the property manager, 
And I was, I loved Broncos, and I said, hey, I, I think Alan has a Bronco, doesn't he? And uh, the guy was like, yeah, you want to go see it? So I went and saw, uh, I wasn't allowed to touch it, you yeah. know, like, yeah. and saw the collection. So that's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. I never yeah. knew that you guys built he, uh, that. Yeah, he, you know, it was kind of weird, you know, when he was just getting started, and we were just getting started, he was he was buying parts and, wow. and uh, you know, been a good connection and bought a lot of Broncos. Actually, uh, he had, he wanted me to find a couple old Jeeps out here too. So I found a couple old Jeeps for him. So he's quite the car guy. That's awesome. Yeah, but, uh, you know, but, uh, you know, just the different connections and, and then some of the Hollywood people, you know, we've sold quite a few parts to some of the Hollywood people making movies and yeah. sold a few to the Speed movie, you know. Oh, and, yeah. yeah, and, yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's just weird, all the all the connections, you know, with the, just the little old Broncos. Okay, so now talk us through, we got Walt sitting here, your son. Yeah. What, what is what is happening, you know, Walt, Walt's coming in here, um, and, you know, you, you, you're a dad, you've got your kids, how did you coerce your kids to come and work for you? Like usually kids are like, yeah, I want yeah, nothing to do with yeah, what my my dad had, you right, know, like right, what, what, so right. what, like, and you know, Walt's kind of a new face around here yeah, a little bit. Like, yeah. so what's no, been going uh, to on? To back up a little, you know, uh, maybe, you know, I'm uh, right at 65 now, but oh. when I was around 50, you, 55. You don't look a day over yeah, <laughs> When I was, uh, you know, 50, 55, I was telling my, my, uh, you know, sons and my daughter lived in Portland. She wasn't, you know, capable to come down to, to Medford. But my son, Mark, the youngest, he came down about three, three and a half years ago. And he was kind of tired of the Portland life and, you know, born and raised here along with Walt. Yeah. And, um, you know, he was working in the warehouse and, and learning the business and, and uh, just kind of perfect timing. Uh, you know, I kind of wanted to kind of hang up the, you know, my, my hat after 40 years and, and, uh, called up Walt and said, hey, are you sure you don't want to move down here? But his <laughs> wife was from Portland and Walt didn't think his wife would move down. And then luckily, you know, uh, uh, Walt talked her into it and, and Walt said, hey, you know, she, she actually talked me into it. But yeah. I think it might yeah. side too. No, got. we'll say you, you <laughs> so, talk, so you talked to me. You know, and, and then, you know, I just thought it would be good that they could carry the torch for another, you know, 20, 30 years. And, wow. and uh, you know, with the staff that we have and the customer base, you know, it'd be a good fit, you know, and, and my two younger sons are more on the business side or, you know, yeah. the computer stuff and, and uh, you know, but we've got guys in the warehouse and the tech guys and everything. So it was just a, a, a blessing in the skies to uh, hand this down to the next generation. And I got to work with my dad for 20 years. He was the greatest mechanic in the world. He didn't like the business side, so I yeah. ran the business side. And, uh, you know, I worked with my brother for, 10, 15 years, and I had a couple nephews in here, and yeah. and so I worked with a lot of family members, but, you know, but some of the staff, you know, I feel like they're almost closer than family, because yeah. they've been here 20 years, but uh, but I think it's just a perfect fit to hand over the uh, the reins to my two sons. That is amazing. Well, yeah. the, you know, like, so for people who don't know you, give us yes. a little history of who Walt Wimmer is. Yeah, so I really uh, liked watching My Little Pony when I was little. <laughs> uh, just Thanks kidding. for bringing that <laughs> up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I haven't watched it until I had kids, actually. Yeah, I so, know. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so, um, I mean, grew up with just Broncos all around me where it was one of those things. You're kind of in the bubble, so you didn't realize really how cool it was yes. until, like, you started to get older and just starting to like understand the, the whole gravity of the wall because it's such a 
unique thing, such an amazing community, just outside, like not even talking business, just the Bronco community as a whole. It's amazing. Yeah. It is one big family. Yeah. And it's like people have, you know, made best friends, lifelong friendships, not significant others, spouses, like the list goes on and on. So it's just really neat to be, you know, part of this and just growing up around it is one of those things where like, you know, it's one of those things I think I might have took it for granted a little bit growing up. So it's really fun to come back and be like, okay, you know, this time around I'm making sure like I'm not taking it for granted. But so yeah, growing up, uh, always loved riding in my dad's Broncos, coming down to the shop, uh, causing a ruckus with my siblings, <laughs> make Ford out of like the cardboard boxes, we'd play in the lofts, play on the intercom. It was really just fun. Because um, again, it felt like a family and it started off, you know, like a small family and it's continued wow. to grow since then. Um, so I first started working at Tom's Off-Road in 2022, so okay. the summer before my eighth grade year. And just like my dad, I was sweeping floors and just Wait, really- 2022? 2012. 2012. 2002. 2002. Yep. Okay. Sorry. I was like, eighth grade? It's been a long day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I gotta go. I gotta uh, study, like I got <laughs> sophomore year of high school coming up here. Uh, 2002, okay, yeah. 2002. Yeah. Okay. Sorry about that. So 2002 was my first time uh, working uh, for my dad. So it's kind of cool, coming full circle. He was my first manager, and now he'll be wow. my last. But uh, yeah, so like like I said, I was sweeping floors, just really doing whatever needed to be done. So helping out with manufacturing, helping out with inventory, helping out with shipping, really just learning the ropes and learning more about the Bronco, the nuts and bolts. So it was really fun. And what was really neat is that during that time, um, I worked in the summers um, through uh, middle school and high school and college as well. And what was really neat is that when I came back a year ago to Tom's Off Road, uh, I like, already knew half the crew because yeah. it's the same people that were working back then when yeah. I was in uh, middle school and high school and college. So it's it's just really cool. Like, um, there's so many um, great friendships that have formed here. Uh, people you know hang outside of work all the time. There's a bunch of siblings that work here, spouses, brother-in-laws, cousins. Uh-huh. You know, first cousin twice removed the list like the list goes on and on so it's really fun so so yeah growing up it was just around so everyone family in medford is that uh, what yeah, we're this, learning yeah, really yeah. everyone's yeah, no, related someone has someone is related but then uh so yeah i went to college and i went to college and i wasn't really sure what i was going to study and so i ended up doing business because like that's oh, a safe safe bet so yeah. went to university of oregon go ducks there you go uh studied business and then uh moved up to portland after i graduated and it was one of those things i was living up in portland um my wife and i had a lot of great friends community friends from um from college who grew up in the portland area so we really just felt like oh this is a great fit and so my dad like pretty much once every year at least he'd always check in with all the siblings (laughs) and be like hey just checking in or any interests working at the Bronco shop. Just want to make sure in I case you want to take over. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh, we're good. We're good, Dad. We're good. And like, it was great because, you know, at the time it was one of those things like it wasn't the right time yet. And I think the big thing for me, like when you asked that question of like, how did this all transpire was just the right timing. Hmm. So it was one of those things where, um, so yeah, study business, went up to Portland, worked for Adidas for uh, about five years, which oh, was awesome. So did a bunch cool. of brand marketing uh, yeah. roles with them, so I got to really uh, get a lot of great experience um, from a business perspective, which was really fun. And then after that, I worked in real estate for a while, flipping houses. And so it was one of those things, uh, it really was kind of the silver lining of COVID and the pandemic. That's kind of one of the things that um, really opened my wife and I up to, to moving back down to Medford. And so again, my dad kept checking in, you know, every year. And then my brother ended up moving down here, started working here, so that was part of it. And then I was talking to uh, my wife, Lauren, and I was like, oh, 
I think, what do you think? And yeah. like, she decided yes before I did. She did. I was like, whoa, that kind of scared me because I was like, <laughs> all right. I was like, that happened quick. So, um, so yeah. Long story short, actually, short story long. <laughs> My bad, guys. So moved down here. A little, um, let's see here. It would have been uh, June of uh, wow. 2022, there not 2002. Go. 2022. Full 20 years later. Yes, full 20 years later. Wow. So it was one of those things where um, just really excited to come down to be part of uh, the crew again and also just an exciting time with, with the move and everything else going on in the Bronco world. There's just a lot of exciting opportunities that I look yeah. forward to taking care, uh, taking advantage of and just really an, an honor too for my brother Mark and I to continue the legacy that my, my dad has built. How and cool. like we're, you know, he, we've seen it modeled by my dad for years and years, but just treating other people like you want to be treated. Yeah. Whether it be your team members, whether it be customers, whether it be a stranger or a neighbor, whoever, it doesn't matter who it is. So like that's the same uh, philosophy we're taking. So it's, we're, we're keeping that same DNA of what makes Tom's Off-Road great. So it's one of those things we're going to take care of our, of our team members. We're always going to take care of our customers and we're continuing to offer the best products that we can. Yeah. And I, like, I like how you guys uh, refer to like, this is a pretty big change. When you walk in the door here, it's, it kind of blows your mind. Yeah. It's like, wow, this is, and you guys have a name for this. It's, what do you call it, Tom's? Oh, Tom's 2.0? 2.0, yeah. yeah. It's yeah, like yeah, the yeah. new version. Yes, yeah, it's totally. like a, It's like the same thing, but better. Correct, yeah. 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 No, it's just that evolution of like, okay, what's that next step? Why can't you get a Tom's 2.0 body? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that should be, that should be next. Yeah. Uh, when Walt was talking, I wanted to throw in a story. Uh, a lot of times, my wife and my family, 20 years ago, kind of didn't realize the Bronco family and the Bronco customers, yeah. just didn't realize how loyal they are and, and how enthusiastic they are to Bronco. And, you know, just a lot of times at home, just they didn't realize just how popular they are. And uh, maybe Mark, my youngest son, he was around 10 years old, took him to Pennsylvania on one of the Bronco outings. You know, there's like 100 Broncos there in Pennsylvania. Yeah. And anyway, it was just my son, Mark, and I. and. And we'd go around the campground and go four-wheeling or whatever. We didn't have a Bronco. We just flew out. But uh, but I'll always remember this. A couple people wanted to take their picture with me on the Bronco. Mark goes, you know, my youngest son, he goes, why do they want your picture, Dad? And, and, uh, <laughs> you know, it's like, well, you know, these Broncos are pretty famous. You yeah, know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, just, you know, the uh, the customers that we have and, and the enthusiastic, you know, yeah. just how it is that, you know, my, uh, my family just didn't realize that this is uh, quite a... I don't want to say cult following, but you know, but I mean, it's pretty close big deal. Knit. Pretty, yes. pretty, pretty big close deal. knit is a much better word. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's, a, it's yeah. a community. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it really yep. is. Yeah, but uh, but anyway. Uh, Not to digress. So, if you recognize my dad out in public, especially when like any families around, please, please come up and say hi to him because yeah. I just love it. I think it's hilarious. So, just one quick story of example yeah. why it's why it's so great. We were on a family vacation. Um, back in probably 2004, 2005, and we're just at the beach, like swimming at the ocean, and some someone random comes up, and my dad, he's just in swim trunks and a, a long sleeve white t-shirt <laughs> and like one of those big like brim hats so like no sun can touch him. Yeah. So that's always a giveaway. Yeah. If, you're, if you're looking for him, look for, look for any shady look spots for or, a big, yeah. or a big hat and you'll find Tom. But a customer just came up and was like, excuse me, are you Tom from Tom's Bronco Parts? <laughs> And oh, it was it was great. So it, it just goes back. It's kind of funny. Like I still am in awe of just like the amazing community and yeah. just like it's just cool to see when they interact with my dad to see like how much you know not only does their Bronco mean to them but also yeah. just like 
the community that they have found at Tom's Off Road as well. You know, and that was, it was always a blessing. Maybe five years ago, I, I quit answering the phone so much at work, but I used to love talking to people on the phones. You know, yeah. I did it hundreds and hundreds of hours and, and you know, make the order and, and say hi and what do you need and this and that. But, uh, but uh, you know, a, a couple times, you know, uh, they, you know, ask who this was. I go, well, this is Tom. And, and they're just going to, Tom, Tom, Tom. Yeah, I go, yeah, you know, but, yeah. you know, so, you know, just try to be, you know, humble and simple and yeah. answer the questions. Uh, but, you know, it, it gives you a, a nice thrill that, that customers appreciate, you know, the, the hard work and, uh, yeah. you know, it, it goes back into the business. Yeah. yeah. But uh, anyway. I, like, what is it, how, how does it feel being a dad and having grown this business as a businessman and now handing it over to, uh, not yet, we're not no. handing it over right. yet. Okay, they got to earn their key, <laughs> yeah. you know. But I mean, what yeah. what are what do you what, how do you feel right you now? You know, just just real special, you know that uh, you know because you know I got to work with my dad and brothers and, and stuff like that, and uh, you know and family and and just do uh, you know you know he's for you know my DNA. If you took a blood sample, I'm sure there's a little bit yeah. of bronch <laughs> in my blood, and you know, and I want it to be in their bloodline, yeah. and uh, you know, which it, it will be. But uh, just uh, it's just really neat to uh, you know hand hand that down. You know, and then you know, I'm just so glad that a lot of the staff are, are willing to take it another 20 years, also 20, yeah. 30 years. But uh, but pretty pretty special, you know, to yeah. be able to and to keep it in the generation. Or, I mean, the uh, family bloodline or whatever. And sorry, I forgot to add earlier about me section. Uh, so also like the first like really hands-on experience I had with my uh, Bronco. So my dad helped me find my first Bronco. It was a 1976 Bronco. So I got that in uh, 2003. Nice. And, high school. Uh, right? high yeah, school. high school. Yep. And uh, so he helped you know fix it up. Some of the crew at the shop helped me fix it up as well. And uh, drove it all throughout high school. Loved it. Great memories. Just anytime I'm in a Bronco, it brings me back to high school. Listen to Jack Johnson, cruising on some country roads. <laughs> it was an amazing time. Nice. And so, uh, but my dad and I were talking about it, like, uh, maybe get something a little bit more fuel efficient for college, something you won't have to work on as you know, much upkeep. I'm like, okay. So I ended up selling my Bronco right after like my senior year of high school. And to this day, it's still the biggest regret yeah. of my life. Yeah. So it's one of those things, like, it was just fun growing up around Broncos and also like, just, you know, everyone has that, like, oh, what was your first Bronco? Yeah. And, like, you know, everyone has that story. So it's really cool to, like, to come back here to get another Bronco again. Yeah. And it's one of those things where it's just fun to um, just continue learning. Like, I feel like you never can stop learning yeah. about Broncos. It's so really you drove a Bronco today. Is that a new one of yours? It is. I didn't see it. I was on the other trail. Oh, ride. yeah. What is it? Uh, it's a Britney Blue, 1971, okay. uncut. Is it Britney Blue stuffy. or Caribbean Blue? Britney Blue. It is? I believe now. That's but a pretty now famous color. It. A lot of, lot of TV, or yeah. a lot of yeah. commercials got yeah. that blue yeah. Bronco on there. But right. but being that uh, Walt told uh, a high school uh, story on his Bronco, when I was in high school, I had my Bronco. And, and you know, uh, I'd come into the parking lot, and I thought I was the baddest ass in town. You know, But, you know, nobody thought a, a Bronco was very cool back then. But yeah. a few did. A few few. You're ahead did. of the trend. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but I remember one winter night, or one winter day, before I parked in the parking lot, there was this field right next to the parking lot, and I would go out there and do donuts and nice. spray mud around and act cool. 
but I just happened, all the uh, the hoods that were smoking cigarettes were out there by the trees, and I plastered one of them with mud, and I'm going, oh, geez. And uh, so I, I knew the fight was on. So yeah. I, uh, But anyway, so I... Uh, I got in a fight over my Bronco in high school. Yeah, but uh, but luckily I've never he, heard this he story. was uh, he was bigger than I was, and and I would I took wrestling in high school, and I and I knew he was going to be able to beat me up, so I got him in a headlock, and I broke his poker shells, and somebody thought I broke his teeth, and then luckily they split us up, and, and I went ahead, got in my Bronco and left. But, uh, oh, but anyway, but uh, but yeah, got in a got in a fight at school over the old Bronco. That is amazing. I wonder how many people have gotten in fights over their, you know, oh, yeah. like similar, yeah. like yeah. peeling out. And, and, and or, then that could the, be a whole episode. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. And, you know, and then also I, I was a terrible, I mean, I was a crazy driver. I had a, a 351 Windsor in my oh, Bronco, yeah. car, uh, car four speed out of the Mustang. And it was fast with the top off. And every cop in Medford knew me. And uh, <laughs> sometimes I'd get pulled over and I was pretty good about talking my way out of a ticket. And yeah. I remember this one cop, I go, well, there's a lot of blue Broncos in town. He goes, it was this blue Bronco that's always screwed around. No, there's but, one. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, so a lot of a lot of good Dukes of Hazard stories in the old Broncos that's back awesome. then. Well, yeah. could we introduce your family and sure. get them over here oh, yeah. and uh, meet, meet the whole, uh, yeah. whole family over here? Starting with the the best looking oh. of the bunch. I'm already sitting down, John. Oh, uh, sorry. Yeah, that's right. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, how do you want to do the camera? You want them to have them step? I think. Yeah, we wanted to uh, introduce the entire yeah. Tom's family. Yeah. So this is yeah. Well, they can't hear you now because you're not by the mic. Oh, I can yeah. do it. Yeah. So this is Mark, my brother, Tom's son. Hello, Mark. Hello. How's everybody doing? <laughs> and over here on my my right, your left is Lori, my mom. Hello. Were you responsible for these three kids? <laughs> yes. And then Katie coming a little bit closer. There you go. Hello, thanks for having us. And that's our sister, Katie. You guys, this is, it's so great just having, you know, having all of you. Obviously, thank you so much for this event, but Thank you guys just for the Tom's off-road legacy. You know, like, this isn't, a, like, I'm sure there are thousands, if not tens of thousands of people out there who are thankful for the sacrifices that you guys have made. I know as kids it didn't feel like as much, but especially you guys kicking this company off and doing this, and now this is where we are at in this incredible facility two boys working for the company you know and and uh it's just it's it is an awesome legacy and from on behalf of the bronco family we just i thank you guys i thank the the wimmer family for what you guys have done it, it's it's awesome well we appreciate it yeah no yeah. we want to say thank you to you guys and thank you to all the customers because <laughs> without without the customers none of this would have been possible yeah and looking forward to tomorrow we're going to have a big uh, party at the uh, park with all the Broncos, correct? Yep. Yeah. But this will be this will be in the past by the time the podcast. Oh, that's comes true. Out. This one's gonna air after. Yeah. So yeah, but yeah, it's good it, to know it'll be yeah, flashback. Yeah, yeah, it'll yeah. be flashback <laughs> for next year. <laughs> yes, yeah. for next year we got sound bites already. Yeah, yeah. For next yeah. Year. <laughs> that was awesome. Well, and, thank you guys, yeah. Yeah. and a thank you to our parents as well. Yeah, because without my mom and dad, none of this would be possible. Too. Yeah. So. We're really excited. You two also wouldn't be possible without your mom that, and dad. That is, that's, yep, that's science. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you guys. Yeah, that was so awesome. Much. 
Thank you for listening to The Broncast, a podcast all about the Ford Bronco. We'd like to thank this season's sponsor, Tom's Off-Road, for all your Gen 1 and Gen 6 Bronco parts. Our technical producer and audio editor is Josh Toller, a freelance podcast mixer, editor, and trumpet player extraordinaire right here in Nashville, Tennessee. Make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere you listen to your podcasts. Find our video, podcasts, and other materials on our YouTube channel, Nashville Early Bronco. Thanks again for listening to the Broncast. We'll see you next week.